besides the fact that I give you the show directly from my dome piece, just for the sake and purpose of this episode, it fell upon my lap. So I take it from my physical to your digital form so you can enjoy and actually take in the beef as seriously as possible because this is essential to what I've done up until this point for this episode. I got exclusive audio commentary from who better else to know if anything the underdog of this whole battle, I hate to put it that way, to weigh in best he can, no pun intended with the weight thing, to give his take on the beef itself. How did I get a hold of this? Don't worry about that. Just worry about the fact that I got it. No Malice, a.k.a. Malice from way back when, when they were together as the Clips officially, and he was just simply put Malice. But take it as you receive it, meaning I'm giving you the real deal. No pre-cum, no drip-drip. No, this is straight up full on for you to partake in and let it sink in. No Malice, his take on the beef, who he's got, who he's siding with. Check it out. Who this is? Sound like me. Who I got? Steve Harvey or my brother? Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. (laughs) Oh, man. Steve Harvey, of all motherfuckers, is going to talk so spicy about the boy, about the god, about the kid, about the chef in the kitchen. Whipping up that hard rock, that white. Disrespect them by emphasizing the E-R, which normally be on that name, Pusher T. And be like, who the fuck is Pusher T repeatedly? Not on, you know, pre-recorded TV as his family feud, but behind the scenes because he's wild pussy like that. You know what? I'm starting to think maybe maybe this, this guy right here, Steve Harvey, he might have been the wild cokehead himself and back in... Well, back when his back in the day was, at least. He's been around for a while, you know that. Wait, Steve's old enough to have seen rap be born after he's been alive. Wait, I I think if, hopefully I'm correct. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is Steve older than rap? I believe he is. So he saw this thing actually come alive per se i don't know if it really partook in it or if it was his thing which doesn't seem like it was i don't know but maybe he's got this idea of hip-hop or he'll call it just rap (laughs) in his mind where it's not too convoluted of a concept you know he probably doesn't know who lupe fiasco is i I, no wait I, i take that back he definitely doesn't know who lupe is so let alone he won't know who Push is. Man, they rapping about you. Uh, what's, what's his name? Trick? Pusha T. Pusha T. Who the f*** is that? Pusha T cracked on you in the rap song. What the f*** Pusha T? <laughs> he says something about you. Who? Pusha T. What is this broke-ass boy? Where he come from? <laughs> Pusha T don't help me with none of my bills. I ain't sending none of my kids through school. Pusha T don't answer my prayers. 
Pusher T don't give me health. Push, Pusher T. <laughs> Who the f is Pusher T? I'm going to write my own rap. Who the f is Pusher T? with me. You better watch out, T. You don't know who I be. I'm gonna let everybody get up in the push your teeth. Somebody best know not to f with me. I'm all in your ass. I got more cash. I'll do anything. I'll smack that ass. Don't mess around with me. I don't give a sh if your name is Pusha T. As he kept emphasizing Pusher T and he didn't pay his bills. He's not his God. He doesn't pray to him or nothing. Talking all kinds of spiciness and smoke. You know, I, I feel like I'm going to toss around a bucket of spices and herbs and Popeyes. About to throw me on a fried chicken batter and make it happen. And overprice me, you know, as a spicy thigh and breast with a biscuit coming out to like $7. You know, and if I want like eight pieces, it's like $20. Popeyes, you are wilding a little bit. No, not a little bit, a lot, actually. Let me take that back. A lot. Wilding. But yeah, Steve might have this preconceived notion of what hip-hop, quote-unquote, is to him. So we can't really see the art and the veracity. I made that up. That is Pusha when he lays it down on the track. And he records some cooked-up crack. It makes you fiend for it. And it makes you wonder, when's he dropping again? When am I getting my next fix of some of that Pusha, some of that product? You can dub it hard white, that crack, that rock, that brick, that white girl, whatever. But all in all, it's still the finest and some of the purest product you'll ever consume. Of course, in the metaphorical sense. Now, if you're doing it for real and you're a Pusha T fan, I don't think you can necessarily blame that on Pusha. Because you might have been doing it before, hmm, well... If you're missing a lot of teeth, unlike Steve and Pusha, who's got a good set of teeth himself, too, you might be old enough then to have known of Pusha way after the fact. The only push you would know is what got pushed on you, as you'll deem it, that crack rock, which is crazy. And by the way, it's your own fault. If you get hooked and you start doing it and you lose your mind and control and your house and your wife and your dog and everything possible... And the clothes off your back to boot. It's your own doing. I don't care how much of a uncaring being I might seem like because I'm not giving you a helping hand. Well, listen. If I know that helping hand is the same hand that's going to come in contact with your hand that was mashing up and throwing up, you know, a little puff cloud of white at some point because you were living it up. And you could afford that brick or that rock at some point. Or your hands hot and burned and got calluses from holding that hot pipe. And boiling and cooking and, and synthesizing that shit. All into your metaphysical. I can't feel sympathy for you. Drug free is the way to be. Just because it's less expensive to live that lifestyle. And it won't drive you away from everything good. Otherwise it might have at your disposal. If you weren't such an addict. Now listen, this ain't criticizing addicts. This ain't here to point the finger at anybody who's got these type of really serious, severe problems going on right now. But I'm saying, don't ever put the blame on Pusher for pushing you towards that white. Now that's improbable. That's just ridiculous. 
fucking ridiculous. So don't even. That's 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 incomprehensible. You can't even formulate a bullshit essay to try to get you through the SATs that would make enough sense in that case too. You're probably the kind of guy that forgot to write his full name on the sheet to begin with, so of course you're gonna get no higher than the seven hundred. Fuck face. No, no, don't try to play pusher like that. You know, I'll defend him, you know. I'll defend him to the fullest. That, that's a given. Steve, maybe your idea of rap is whatever's hot on the station you tune into when you're driving into one of your many TV show gigs. Or, you know, you thought it was cool because you knew the latter half of the second verse of, you know, uh, Rob Bass and Easy Rock, It Takes Two. Something like that which I bet you can't do now because your teeth are clacking too much because of, of the required fast mouth movement with that verse. Even if it is simplistic in its sense, it requires talent to get the gab to do so. And I'm not putting Rob Bass up there in top five MCs all the time or let alone at the Achilles heel of Pusher, but I'm saying even that would take skill to actually recite on a regular basis which this guy can't. If you can see in the clip that I played you already, he was struggling just to get Pusher T out. You know his teeth were pushing, no pun intended, all its might just to try to make it sound cool, but I guess he had no other choice but to say Pusher. So he wouldn't have to emphasize the Pusher, as is the name. So he's disrespecting the name. He's disrespecting the man as a man by playing him down saying he's nothing or he's not paying his bills so he's not his baby daddy. He's not answering his prayers, so he's definitely not a god on the mic. It's all kinds of disrespect. All The levels of disrespect have spiked beyond belief. It, it, it's, it's worse than when Keisha Cole might have laid down the very first version of love, and she did that hook. And if you know what I'm talking about, you can go ahead and YouTube that. I love that version of love because it was so raw and authentic and yes, it was like, uh, what's that thing you call in Japanese culture when they commit suicide because they brought dishonor upon their legacy or family? Well, that thing, whatever you call that, it felt like doing that to your ears at some point because that first recording is very rough. But the song and the emotion and the message of that song is very sincere. Where she hits that love. Never knew what I was missing. Till the day that we started kissing. And then the. Well, you know, I, I sound like a moose getting choked out by John Bones Jones at best, but. You get the idea. And if you know what Keisha Cole is, you really know what I'm talking about right now then. So, yeah. She's still fine, though. I'd still titty fuck, at least, at most. Oh, God, she's so fine. Fuck. But yeah, Steve, you're fucking up, though. You're fucking up the game. You're fucking up your wallet right now. Listen, if, if Push has to embarrass you, he's the one that's the lesser-known entity compared to your, you know, safe haven of... Whatever show you're doing, you're the token safe black guy that, you know, since Wayne Brady ain't around, you're the next best thing. So you're just a temporary fixation of what they're watching right now. 
I'm pretty sure Trump knows who you are. You probably gave him a fist bump and said, my guy or my brother at some point, just to be, I guess, cool with uh, MAGA now. But still, you're just a temporary fixation. You're not a hot commodity, as is Pusher every time he drops. So as far as the scales are weighed, you're on the very higher end because, of course, Pusher, no pun intended, holds weight. And he's on the lower end of the scale because he is that heavy and rich and dense in what you haven't had in forever. Or let me not knock the Steve Harvey show like that, even though even when you had hair, you were still whack. So, yeah, a little thing called talent that kind of just seeps and oozes out of every pore imaginable that Pusha has, even though he, if you took a listen, might rap about the same exact thing every single time, but still, it's done artistically, creatively, in the sense that nobody else can do the coke rap at this point like he could. Back in the day, whenever he came out, and even in the near future, or as long as hip-hop exists, no one's going to do it like Pusha does. So he's the king of his own, not just throne, and not just castle, and not even just kingdom, but a hemisphere in which he inhabits. No one can touch him. I mean, if you really want to talk about it, maybe, maybe Ross. But Ross got better over time. He had to because every day I'm hustling was, yikes, garbage. Pusha been top... In my personal opinion, at least, he's definitely in my top, I want to say, 20. And I might put him in 15, but then I'd really have to break down that list in my mind, and that'll take me forever, honestly, so I won't even dare. But he's definitely been from when he came out, and even though Malice is an unsung hero and kind of stole the show sometimes, to be honest, Pusher was the forefront as far as the charismatic one and the one with the bars, the wordplay, even if it was all just about Coke at some point in time, he still had just everything kind of going for him. At the forefront of the clips, of course, I mean. And then when he went solo, it's like you'd think he'd just go completely left or he'd kind of sink instead of swim, but he just rose afloat like Jesus of water, kind of. Ah, maybe that's a little too extreme, but still. He's nice like that. Steve, you'd know... And you'd have people singing your praises if you had talent. You're a hack. You're a one-trick pony. No, you're not a pony because ponies are cute. And you can feel kind of sympathetic towards ponies. You're the oversized, maybe at one point in time, depending on who you ask, in the comedy world perhaps, older heads like that, once a big old horse that had your wins... He got to the Kentucky Derby maybe once or twice, but never went the distance per se, a la Rocky, shout out to Creed 2, or let alone won the big one or had your moment in the sun, which I guess upsets you, which I guess frustrates you, but you don't let it show. And I'll be honest too, there's been some words of advice, words of wisdom I've gotten from Steve randomly on an IG clip or YouTube somewhere or something like that, which I'll give him his props. He's 
spoke some truth, you know, passed along some knowledge as an older head should, out of respect to whoever might just stumble upon his words. And they are in different spectrums of the entertainment universe, per se, Pusha and Steve. All in all, what I'm saying is, I want this beef to happen. I wanted to get so far as in Push is not even putting his best foot forward as far as just like giving him bars of death, but he he reels him in enough to get maybe Steve actually trying to rap back or something like that. Like he goes on that show uh, with Method Man and um, God, whoever the fuck else is on that show, the one with the other one with the LL and the and John Legend's wife, celebrity rap battle or something like that. And he's like, hey, Steve Harvey here. Ha, 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 ha. It's like an overgrown black Jerry Seinfeld with really white teeth. He's just doing his thing. He's reciting his lyrics. He knows the one rap song he goes to safely and surely. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, ha, ha. Fuck Pusher T. And then it's all dramatic because, you know, the audience is mostly white. And then they got to censor it. It's on TBS or whatever network that shit's on. And then, bang, all of a sudden it's in TMZ. It's on media takeout or whoever else is out there it's extra spicy and then and push it has to then either say something back at least on a throwaway verse or like uh behind the scenes or like uh this ain't meant for no project this is just some random throwaway verse i had in the tuck ready for steve if he ever really wanted it like that yeah some or have egg on his face. And of all people, of all people, Steve Harvey's calling you out. Steve Harvey's putting you down. No, push, you can't let that happen. No, not at all, please. Oh, this could be, this could be the start of something. Oh, man, no, no. The, the, the potential for all this shit right here. Oh, man, I think it's kind of written in the stars. It's a reach, but if it happens, if it goes down like that, I think we have stumbled upon something major that can only benefit the culture, that can big up Pusha, throw him into that bigger, shinier spotlight. So now, the white people that feel safe enough around Steve are going to wonder and punch into the Google machine at home or whenever their grandson Bucky comes over. They're going to ask him ever so nicely, hey, I heard about this Pusher T guy. He seems to have a little bit of a tiff with good old Steve there. I watch every afternoon at home after I play my midday lotto. Why don't you go ahead and tinker that machine and let me know who that Pusher T fella is. He's probably some hooligan with braids. He can't speak and put a proper sentence together. That's why Steve got at him. I know they're brothers, but if they can't support each other, Steve would know best as to why to put them down. And then have her listen to, like, you know, whatever hard-ass push a T-verse he might have had on whichever fucking EP or album he had out. Oh, no, 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 no. Even better. Oh, you play Grandma, that fucking flex freestyle he did, I think, back in 2015 or something like that with Ye on it. Oh, the one that got all the memes and shit with Push's face. Going, spazzing out and everything, too. Oh, my God. If Granny lived to see dead bodies as a result of being a nurse from World War II or something like that, whichever war, pick one, 
doesn't matter. And she thought her face turned enough seeing all that horror. Just imagine hearing the barbarity Pusha did drop back in that time capsule of art where he ripped the shreds live on flex with the A on the side. You know, of course, doing a pre-written, which eventually ended up being, I think, his verse from uh, Gorgeous on uh, my Dark Twisted Fantasy. Whew. Oh. Oh. Well, I think even as old and as washed, whitewashed, and as bland a life, a stereotypical stay-at-home grandma or auntie or whatever is on the regular, I think even if she were just to sit down with good enough and big enough headphones to wrap around her old head, literally, and really let the overall intricacy of pushes bars on top of bars on top of bars really seep in. I think she might be in for too much to handle. But I think, without question, Pusher might gain another fan base right there, that hard, crusty white. Those are both flaking, falling apart if they solidify too much, as in get old and stale like that. White people, you know I'm talking to you. As a white man once said, most likely, oh sure, black don't crack because they're too busy using it. Now that's terrible. That's a terrible thing to say. But in return, you start to crumble, all you white folks. You start to crumble like that city, what was it, Gomorrah? No, Gomorrah's the one from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I forget the name of the city, but the one that turned to salt... And everybody was so salty, and they turned the pillars, and they told the guy in the Bible not to look back when he was walking away from it all, in the safety of God's reach. Listen, don't look back. You'll regret it. You'll be saltier than a Dominican with a death wish and a salt shake in his hand, going crazy on top of his fried plantains. I see it now. He might win over a whole new audience. Hard white, literally, in the physical form. Who said he was human crack in the flesh? Was it Joel's? I think so. But, let's give it up to the real hard white out there. Yeah, I see you, whitey. Hmm. Might be on to something else here. Yeah, we might be opening the floodgates for Pusha to really... And finally, expand his horizons. Yeah. Well, push it, get at me. I think I got the promo for you. And the PR tools to use in your favor. So you can finally sell some albums. There's no doubt within the hip-hop community you do it with ease and no problem. But I still reminisce on the day that I remember ever so clearly amongst the room... Well, let me be specific, a living room full of so-called hip-hop heads when we was watching the VMAs and Kanye debuted Runaway after the whole Taylor Swift scandal and then out comes Pusha to drop his bars to Runaway and no one knows who he is. 
Who's that guy in the pink salmon suit? That suit is fire, but who is that? I'm your pusher. When the last time you heard it like this? God damn. What happened to that boy? Chinese New Year. You get what I'm saying. Popeyes. They brought Cam back from the dead. Let's be real. Mr. Me Too. Bitch, I'm Trill. Should I go on? Pusher? I'm on to you. Pause. There's something deep in the rap going on in your mind. In your head. That genius-filled mind of yours obsessed with crack. Bricks and all that. You know, or if all else fails, you could just stand right in front of Steve's teeth and shine bright like that. You could project like... He, he could host a fucking drive through with those teeth. It's so huge and white and fluorescent. Like, he could be like, uh, prop himself on like a little step ladder and be like the lighting for like forensics labs or something. Them teeth is so white and disturbingly bright and shit. Because them teeth got no reason to exist to be as big and white and porcelainly as they are, besides the fact that his real teeth. Black man Asiatic natural born from his mama teeth might have succumbed to like he he's probably gonna say something like, Oh, I've been drinking too much coffee, y'all. That's what did me in, or whatever. He probably smoked, or well, yeah, definitely smoked, or he might have been smoking that rock. Cause why else would you cover up your teeth like that, which you was born with and you were given by the Almighty to just pass off with these big-ass chiclets dangling around and, and clacking each other and trying to pass those off as your authentic teeth. Picket fence, smile. He looks like a kid-friendly, like, animated version of a dragon without the snarling teeth, without the canines on the side. Which don't suit him or any logical human being who might have some sort of self-respect in themselves to know better than try to pass those teeth off. Those chiclets, white picket fence, ass teeth. As just that, teeth. Who's buying it? They're impressive enough for a horse. Suitable for a mostly carrot inhale rich diet. Those teeth are uncomfortably white and oppressing. I don't think another black brother or sister can look them too long in the eyes, or let alone, in this case, the teeth, which if you see them up close and personal, they're going to take over your and invade all kinds of personal space. The teeth are so white, dentists use his teeth now as a reference point to, I get it, you want them to be brand new and white, sparkly, like a freshly bleached bathroom tile wall, but this right here is too much. So we don't want to go this deep off the deep end. We want to keep you right where it makes sense. Within what looks natural, but convincing enough still to pull off. Steve, you need to relax. Keep that audience. But don't be a chimney sweep in regards to wanting to gather up all that smoke like you're going to get it now. You poke the bear, he will react as he is, after all, an animal. That mean of an MC who can ruin your career, leave you with little to no budget because of how 
much of an ass he's going to make you look after he's done with you that your teeth will be the hottest commodity you got on you and you'll be hawking your own teeth on the nearest street corner, if not under the GW bridge, wherever you feel most comfortable. And at some point, somebody's going to point out and see, they'll recognize you as the crackhead wiping down their window shield with yesterday's newspaper because you're too broke to even get today's edition and say, hey, aren't you? And then you'll just butt in and still say, and actually mean it this time because right now you don't know better than to say what you're saying right now because you're high off your horse, teeth. Fuck, push your teeth. Relax. Recoup. Let's stay savvy. Part two of the Pusha T conspiracy obsession with Virginia will come soon enough to kind of wrap things up. But I think we dug into a lot right now. And oh boy, oh boy. We're going to hopefully get to know even more Push as quiet of a fellow shh as he tends to be, which I respect because the art keeps us more than satisfied. But I can't help but think what pushes push a T? No pun intended. As I promised and mentioned, part two and maybe even a part three of this whole conspiracy theory, I'm putting together to try to solve and elaborate as best I can on Pusher in general, besides his obsession with Virginia. This just so happened to come up of all things. In this case, it's a digital format type of research paper that I'm going to submit as, I guess, my audio thesis. And I'll present it to you, the public, to weigh in and give me your opinion how you feel. A little bit of detail that would help to actually seal the deal on this case we're trying to crack right here. If anything, I'm getting my Elliot Stabler on. If anything, I'm getting my Olivia Benson on. The OGs from SVU because later on at some point, whenever Stabler dropped out, I kind of fell out of love with the show. Tough case to handle. There's no Dick Tracy, there's no Sherlock Holmes, nobody that have existed, even fictionally speaking, that might be able to crack this shit. So I'm taking it on. So the burden is on my shoulders, just so we can try to make sense of the man himself, because Pusha is elusive, Pusha is seclusive, not a bad thing, no judgment, but if we're going to get to know the man and the artist, we might have to dissect what he presents to us as far as his product is concerned. Why not? All for the love of the art. I'm coming back at you with more. Some point, I got to piece this puzzle together, even if it's small piece by piece, big piece by piece. It's all jigsawed. It's all over the place, trying to decipher everything so we can finally put together the picture-perfect portrait of what is his obsession. It seems like with Virginia. Cracking the case. I would say I'm acting like a private dick, but if anything, I'm a dick out in the open. I'm elbowing in between everybody in public, trying to figure out for the sake of hip-hop, for the sake of the fans of hip-hop, and more importantly, the sake of the fans of Pusher, what's really going on. Let's get our fingers dirty together. Something spectacular. Check me out on all the socials. You know where to find me, how to catch me by now, hopefully. And if you don't, IG at who this is, Twitter at who this, also on IG, the show page at some spick show. 
one third of the Mighty Healthy Podcast. Shout outs to Hefe. Shout outs to Edward. You know the deal by now. Ah!